Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello and welcome to our catch-up episode. Oh, yes, where we catch up. <laughs> well, essentially, yeah. We're mixing it up. This is the end of the week. I mean, everybody said they didn't care about the day. I personally find it a bit guilty. You do care. I know you do. Well, I like to be like, welcome to the week. Whereas now it's like, this is the back end of it. Like, it's just a different headspace, you know? Is it, though? Yes, like it's when wine you li- time. But when you listen to a podcast, yeah. isn't just a good convo a good convo? Fair enough. It doesn't really matter. Let's get stuck into yeah, it. Yeah, you're then, not like, we? oh, Oprah's podcast I listen to on a Wednesday. You're just like, whatever. Like Today I want to share, or should I po- should I pose it as a question Yeah. with having done some research so we can all discuss throughout this week or the weekend or whenever the bloody hell this goes up. <laughs> She's struggling, uh, guys. Yeah, I just <laughs> I am a ra- I am radio trained. Like I have this point to call like you know the so action am I, call. But I don't give a fuck either. I know, well you're just chiller than me. You win, <laughs> you know? It's the Australian dream, right? It's just the chill one. Yeah. Um yeah, I want to know and get a consensus as to whether we truly believe that going to bed angry with your partner could be in a different scenario if you're not in a relationship but predominantly mm, relationship mm, advice mm. is given out whether it really is that important not to go to bed angry okay that's interesting because that is one that's touted around a lot it's like the number one relationship will and i think it's also thrown at you because it is that but does what does that actually mean mm. for you and do yeah, you actually think that it's that important slash sometimes it might work against you oh, i'm intrigued i'm intrigued Today on the podcast, uh, I want to talk, talk about how long I know how long it actually takes mm. to get over a relationship, oh, an ex. No. Oh my, my! You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but and I don't. And we're not. And mine is not posing a question where you actually. Ever, somebody gives me a time oh. frame, one point three years or whatever. But as just, Charlotte from Sex and the City says, half of the time of the relationship. Oh fuck! What I've got four. Haven't you heard that? No, I've got four years. Have I got four years of this? Mm-hmm. I'm not even at a year yet. Oh god, I'm not ready for that. I'm. You know. You know. I will. I know. I will meet someone before four years is up. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But I, yeah, well, you might want to get cracking then at the self-work, you know, those those therapy dollars that you can't afford right now. Well, I'm not. That's why I bought a workbook. Yeah, you might find the money. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stick to your potential, stick okay. to your timeline. All right, who wants to go first? I don't mind. All right, um, let's talk about this first, the relationship thing. All right, so I was in a relationship for eight Eight years. Mm. And I felt like, honestly, for that last 12 months of the relationship, and I have read somewhere where men and women are quite different, whereby how they process grief or an end of a relationship. Can I eat my muffin? Sorry, I am listening. Yeah, but we've got these new microphones that pick up a lot of sound. 
Well, let's so try just it. be mindful. <laughs> That's so. Do you know, I've never told you this, but you were doing something that really annoyed me before. And I've, I thought, I've known you for however many years. I know what it was. Told you. I Tell know me. what it was. Tell me. It's the noise of when I eat. It's the fork on your teeth. Every time I'm like, use your lips. That's what they're there for. You kind of, the lips are the buffer to the cutlery. You don't need to bite the fork for your salad. Okay? (laughs) And I've never told you, and I'm in an honest place. you haven't told me that it annoys you, but you have told me I do it. It really annoys me. (laughs) Just like when (laughs) another one of our mates, Loz, when I can't be around her when she eats. (laughs) Oh, well, so sorry. Bongo one and bongo we'll two. Just over become, here. We'll just become anorexy. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay, it's not so. Not a joke, but you know. So, um, yeah, it was in a relationship for like eight years. And I reckon, yeah, so what I read was that women often will process the end or the grief of a relationship breakdown while still in the relationship. So oh, it'll yeah. sometimes take longer to process that than a than a dude will whereas men can be more like uh, and this is obviously massive generalization and a stereotype but can often call the end of a relationship and grieve after that point where it's not where for women it's more uh, more of a kind of build up where you're like working through that so then when if a woman ends a relationship she's typically more sure than a man would be if he were to end a relationship i do i have heard of this happening but i do feel like this (laughs) this is convenient (laughs) theories.com God, so convenient for me because I was like, I was so sure because <laughs> I ended it. And you also do not want to be going through not being over it. Oh, so true. You're obsessed with being over it. Oh, I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Mm. And if you had said that to me, honestly, even a few months ago, I reckon I would have fought you. I oh, reckon I would yeah. have said, no way. Or I'm not obsessed with being over it. I just am. You know, I can't help how I feel. Because yeah. I think, and sometimes you have a lull that you're like, you are a bit of a bloke. Like sometimes you're like, all right, dust your hands of that one. We've worked through that, all right, and uh, we've come out the other side and look at me living my best life over here. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm in a in a place, right, where I genuinely did think I was 110% over that relationship where I thought to myself, geez, I've kind of um, – I've speedy Gonzalez my way through this, I've haven't clocked, I? I've bloody clocked it. I've an eight and a bit year relationship, <laughs> and here I am, three months out, and I'm um. <coughs> I was just going to think that was going to be in. Oh, so we'll leave the coffee in. Well, I felt like I didn't want to interrupt you at all, so I was like, we're just going to have to leave it in. But I've done the opposite because you have editing this show, so you're like, great. I'm trying to leave a silence if you do a cough. Yeah, I know, but it was. Just I'm leaving too that many one coughs. in. Just I'm leaving that one in just for flavour. We edit the coughs out because. God, there's been a few. Do you want a sip of water or what? I know it was just. I I'm know trying the, to get deep here. I know, and I'm very sorry. Sometimes it, with the cough, flares up more. I was just about to say you cough more when I get deep. Is it because a nervous I, thing? Because I'm trying so hard not to. Oh, okay. And then it just keeps coming because okay, well, I know the timing is not ideal. We'll try to cough, and then the opposite will happen. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that was a big one. It's not, well, I was going to go deep, so it's all gone. Hopefully that works. Oh, all deep. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. I mean, no guarantees. But. So I gen- I genuinely, and I feel like a bit of a dickhead now, but I genuinely was like at probably three-month, four-month mark, so mm. this is going back, you know, over six months ago now, I genuinely thought three to four months after my breakup, I was like, I'm done. Like I could I could meet my guy tomorrow and uh, I've genuinely done all the work on myself, on what I want to attract, 
I could fall over this guy and my guy's there. Oh, yeah. Because I grieved already, babes, for like 12 months at the end of that relationship. That's why. And you kept saying that. I know. That point. You were like, I know. Most women grieve at I the know. end of a relationship. But I <laughs> I'm need. Like, I.E. you. Yeah, because I did genuine. And in that moment, looking back now, I so wasn't because I'm still not. I still have a lot to do. I think you processed that things went right. Whether you were grieving it or not, I don't know. But can I just say now, it's almost coming up to a year, by the way. Someone asked me the other day, they go, how long have you been single for? And I said, oh, I said about nine months. And my mate, my bestie goes, no, it's not more than that. And we worked out, it's almost, it's coming up to a year. Well, it would have felt like more than that. Well, it would have felt. No, it felt it, less. It felt. It feels less. Yeah, but also, it you were you kind of were one foot out the door for some time before the actual breakup happened too. Mm, true. So it's it's a bit of a it's a blurry line as to when you checked out. You yeah. know, like which is fine. People do it, and you have to almost do that in order to get the guts to walk away from oh, something I did. so it was big. Survival yeah. mode. Yeah, I had to to have perspective. Um, I think and the an thing, ability. but the, but the, but this is the thing. Sorry. The, the, so I was like, I'm done. I'm over this. I've worked through it. I've grieved. Um, I've worked through this breakup, right? Yes. And I felt that way and sure in myself for quite some time. And it's only really in the last month, right? It, when we started having that break a few weeks ago, but out of the blue, I just had the shittest day. All I was doing was thinking about my ex. I felt lonely. I missed him. I've been having repeated dreams. Every cup. I'm talking consistent. Every couple of nights, my ex will pop up in my dream. And not in one particular way where, you know, sometimes in the dream he'll be just part of it. Other times we're together. I had the most horrific dream while you're away and I woke up really, you know how sometimes I wake I wake myself up from crying? It's pretty full on. I was doing it a fair more, bit in that relationship. More than anyone I've ever yeah. met. Where I will wake up and you know that cry when you're like, <laughs> can't get your breath? I... I've done this a couple of times in the last few weeks where I will wake myself up and my pillow will be wet with tears. And in this particular dream that's happened twice now, I'm round at my ex's house and we've decided to give it another go. And his mum, he goes, mum's here. And I freak and I run into her cupboard and I close the cupboard door because I don't want to see her. And then in the dream, she opens the cupboard door and she goes, come out, don't be silly. And I am shaking back and forth in her cupboard going, it's too much, it's too much. And then I wake myself up from crying. And it really, the first time it happened, it really threw me where naturally you go, where has this come from? I have not thought about him felt him randomly seen her in the street we live interstate someone's mentioned my ex's mum's name so she's been somewhere in my subconscious because naturally I'm like oh my god this is rant where has this come from and after thinking about it over the last few weeks I do feel like I'm at this stage where I can be more honest about processing the breakup whereby I think I think maybe, A, I've been lying to myself and I haven't really been honest about the fact that I have moved on as much as I thought I had. And B, I do think I am stopping numbing myself out because I have mm. done, did that at the end of that relationship. I was with this guy for a really long time and his mum was was not just like, she was a second mum to me. Mm. And never once did I, after that breakup, did I hear 
even a single text message of like, take care or like, good luck or just sorry or like nothing. And I, I was going to say. I don't think I've ever really. I've just gone, oh, well, get on with the job because I'm a getter on her. You know, like, and there's been so many other bits and pieces of my life, like job-wise or like where am I going to find money for rent, all this kind of stuff where I've had to just get on with it. There's been no time to sit in this, like, actual, like, grief of yeah. losing a family. Yeah. And especially his mum. Like, Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I actually, and I'm not saying that you are completely over him, but this grief is so about her. I'm just so, and I don't think I realised it till that dream because that was the most traumatic part of it. But it was because it was traumatic because it it was a traumatic thing that she did. And I, I don't, I, I still, as a as a friend that sits on the other side, that was very aware of. Oh, I'm gonna get upset. Very aware of your relationship with her and also sharing that sometimes um, we both have complex relationships with our own I mothers. Think that's why, and yeah. um and I and I certainly and I'd mentioned it not that this is what this is about, but I had mentioned to you I had a very close relationship with my ex's mum too. Yeah. And I felt very spoiled because she was pretty amazing to the point where I had to Through be like, break up to Yeah. Me. And when I and I just thought to myself, I don't know how I would have coped if she had to close the door on me. Like I, I just don't think I. I don't know how you did it. I really don't because that relationship was probably just as big of a grieve the family than as much as the actual relationship was as well. And it was a complete. Because you grow up with them. Cold cut. It was like to was not cold, even Christy. hear. It was very cold. To not hear anything. You know, like I'm not expecting flowers or come out to my house or still be my bestie after where, but do not. Then, then you go the levels and I go a phone call. Not even that. Not even a fucking text. And I think I had to go into survival mode and and really numb myself out to that. And I I think this is probably the first time that I'm actually allowing myself to feel it. Probably because I'm at a point where I'm strong enough now too. Well, I just thought of something then and I had never thought of this until this moment. But maybe she was thinking you would text her. Maybe there is unfinished business here. Don't know. I don't know. Something just came through me. I didn't actually think it. And I'm just going to start following that. I don't know. Mm. Just just planting a seed there. Mm. Not an opinion. Because I think, oh my goodness, like that is such a big relationship to move on from with like not not even a goodbye. Yeah, nothing. And no one died so it didn't have to be like that. And to be fair, it doesn't have to. So I guess, I don't know, maybe it's worth having a think about. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, up till this point, I hadn't. I'm just oh, like, well, I that's never it. even thought to. I felt completely like any it. kind of say or opinion is taken away from me mm. because I'm like, well, she's made the call. Mm. I think as well, I don't know, it was very cut. And, and because sometimes when you make the decision, it's hard because you're like, I've made the call to end this relationship and you don't really know what your partner is sharing with his parents. Oh, no, no. You're not 100% sure if everything was good or bad or what. There was a bit of stuff that went down and I can only imagine. I think for her not to say anything, 
there must have been some stuff that was said. And there were a few there was stuff that went down after. Yeah. Even talking about it, that was that was the really big one. Yeah. Talking about it on the radio show. Which to be honest, and I, I never ever encourage you to do something or to not do something as your as your partner, like your work partner. But you, I still am a bit shocked about that because you didn't say anyone's name and it was about how you felt supported by people in your life. But at the end of the day, it's in the past and things happen and people are hurt. She would have been very hurt. I did a little Insta story on this a few weeks and there were so many people that were like, oh my God, like just when you think that you're like, oh, I think I'm in a pretty good place. I think I've kind of moved on. And then out of nowhere, you're just like, I miss my ex, but I don't because I've never thought about him for the last five weeks, but then randomly out of nowhere. And that freaked me out at first because I'm like, oh, has this catapulted me back to the start where I have to start all over again? And, you know, everything you're saying, every single bit of everything you're saying is a conversation I've had with my best mate, Bestie Beth, only a few months ago because it's all one linked thread and that is grief it doesn't matter if it's a relationship it doesn't matter if it's a parent like her situation um for me which you will hear next week I'm going to share the story about how this year I lost a baby and I had that grief too and you think that you it ends there's an end date Mm. but there's never an end date with grief and you meet a new partner and things change and you move on. But when you really love, it never ends. Mm. When it really means something, it's with you. It's a piece of you. And that's hard to accept because you want to kind of have it gone. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I but really want it gone. grief, it doesn't. It just, it you change and you become, you find ways to have it in your life differently. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. One thing we're told repeatedly in terms of relationship advice, particularly from an older generation, Mm -hmm. is never go to sleep angry. That's such an old person thing to say. But I reckon a lot of people say that. I've been to hen's parties and people are like, everybody put your relationship piece of advice Mm, into this, you know, love heart little bag and then we'll give it to the bride. Or read it on the bus when we're half cut on the way back from the winery tour. Or write it when we're half cut. (laughs) So then I also don't know, like, you're trusting all these drunk bitches for the future of your relationship. But I must admit... I think I did this at someone else's hands 
And or maybe I did it as a party as a young person throwing hens parties because you don't know what to do. Well, you that's just, what you're told that you do in a hen. Yeah. So when my best mate was got married, we were only 25. Shit. So I like I was like running the greatest hens party according to Google. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. And so that was one of those things. But looking back, it actually was quite nice. But even people at those hens parties would write, don't go to sleep angry. So when Ben and I got married and then a couple of days after went away to Connecticut, we did a relationship contract, which I will do on a podcast another day. I'll go through it. And that's what we wanted to do with the time that we got got married. That's not a legal thing though, is it? It's just between you. Yeah. It was the two of us. So we signed it and wrote uh, kind of three tiers of things that you always do, things that you never do and things that you sometimes do. Okay. That's nice. And just to kind of go on a thing that you always, for example, you compliment each other once a day and Mm -hmm. you have to do it. And now it seems very, very simple that if you're exhausted, seeing each other for half an hour and you haven't got in a, you look good today or found anything good to say to your partner, then you've broken the contract. What happens if you break the contract? Nothing. It's just just trying to hold. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to discipline each other or it depends what you're into. But I, um, it's on a Sunday. (laughs) It works. But but I think, yeah, you just kind of hold yourself accountable for it. Okay, okay. And one of the things we wrote in the always was never go to sleep angry. Now, we, now, both of you came to the party with that suggestion? Yeah, but it was almost like we, this should be in there. Okay. And it was funny because it was in there and there's been a couple of times, but particularly we went on another week of a holiday and then we got home and had a dinner with all of our friends and continued to party and, you know, all these kinds of things. And there was a couple of times where we had we had an argument, but then one I suppose fight more than anything. It was it wasn't small. Um, Is this when you were back? Yeah, when we got America? back. Yeah. yeah, and I forget what it was about specifically. It was a couple of weeks ago now, and we spoke. I think it was that. I think I was upset. That's right. I was upset with him. I went to bed quite upset about a couple of people's reactions to the elopement news. Mm-hmm. And he'd had a few beers that night and he, I was telling him about it and kind of op- was quite vulnerable and talking about this, this and this and he just wasn't responding. And I was like, hello, hello. And then he'd kind of fallen asleep or whatever and I cracked the shit. So I was like, I'm here and I kind of need you right now, especially when you do things like this, like an elopement where you really, it is really just the two of you. Like everybody else can kind of be like support you, but then they can also say, well, you kind of chose to do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so in a moment you needed him and he fell asleep. So I cracked the shits and then we had an argument. And then it's like, where to from there, right? I got out. I We kind of just went going, we went backwards and forwards. Ben could get really defensive. And I walked out of the room because I just was like, I'm not going to keep talking about this. I felt a certain way. You fell asleep. The end. Like, I just not like. Let me just, just let me just have that conversation. Oh, just fuck felt a like week it was. You've broken the contract. Oh, it was just going round and going round and mm. going round in circles. Mm. And so then I walked out and sat on the couch, right, and knew in the back of my mind exactly that we can't go to sleep angry, right? We can't go to sleep angry. And I'm like, the guy's half cut. He's half asleep. We've kind of established that he didn't really respond. He can't really say much more or he can defend himself continuously and make it worse. Mm. But where's the out here? Well, in that situation, I don't think there is one. Kind of like, do you just go in and say, not even I'm sorry, good night? Or, And in that moment, I stayed on the couch. I put some tally on 
oh no, I just looked at my phone for the next half an hour. By the time I, he'd went, went back, I went back into bed, he'd already fallen back asleep. Didn't, I was wondering whether he was waking up thinking or well, staying up because he was remembering the contract too. Yeah. And I let it go. I okay. hopped into bed. I put my eye mask on and in the morning we cuddled. Had se- I think we had sex and we were just – and he was like, I'm really sorry that I just didn't hear you and then I'm sorry that I kind of defended myself. Like it was just something you need to say the end. And I went back and said to him a couple of days later, do you think we need to take that out of the contract? Okay, okay. Before you go any further, here is my question, right? Mm-hmm. Were you angry when you went to sleep? Yeah, I was a bit. I was going to say because I was – I hadn't I, calmed down. Because I was thinking that maybe by the time you'd had your time apart, you'd sat on the couch, you'd scrolled Insta for half hour, you've cooled down because I don't think okay, not angry. but you're this, right. You know, but, you're right. This is the thing. You probably weren't in a real angry place by the time you got to sleep. Not being angry doesn't mean – that the rule is not patch it over before you go to sleep. The rule is don't be angry before you go to sleep. But, Ben's not that angry. You know, by but the time this is the thing, Mers. I think I went to sleep actually kind of cooled down. I was angry that now we'd broken the contract. So it was like I was angry. So I'd calmed down. And then the anger came back to something that we had kind of said well, we need go. to be accountable by. I think this and is I the said, thing. does this even help? Well, this is the thing. It's not. Like I said, I think everybody straight away when you hear that rule, and we've heard it so many times, don't go to sleep angry or whatever mm, with your partner. Mm, mm. Immediately in my brain, I think the same thing as you. I go, oh, well, God, now we've had an you argument and now we've got to fix and we've got to <laughs> kiss and make up and that's going to take another half an hour and he's tired and drunk and that how's that going to work? But maybe the answer is not having a makeup sesh and hugging it out. Maybe the answer is having the space to cool down separately and have zero conversation about it because I think what you did in that situation was you detected going round and round in circles was going to make you more angry. Uh So in a way, you have kind of tried to do the best you can to stick to the marriage contract, which is if I stay trying to not be angry, it's going to make me angrier. So instead, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. Which has taken me... Months and months of work on myself. Mm. Oh, my God. I was not there at the beginning of this relationship or any relationships for that matter. I was raised to fight and that is something I want to fuck the hell out of my house. Because what is solved? You know what I mean? Mm. Like we're solved because we're told solved is, sorry, babe. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I love you. Let's have a hug and then maybe it'll lead to cool makeup sex. And it's not realistic in the moment. That's what I mean. Like – we're told that that's what solving an argument with your partner yeah. is. Maybe solving an argument is stopping actually it. stopping it. I've looked, I did some research about this to see if other people had felt the same. And HuffPost have done an article on it. And apparently, some therapists and psychologists have come out and said that, you know, it isn't going to always work and that there are types of arguments that call for hitting the hay and revisiting the discussion at a later time, the more appropriate decision. There you go. So one of them is when you're really tired, Mm -hmm. there is no point trying to solve it, trying to go around and around in circles when you've been drinking is the second. Like what the hell is the point of having a drunk conversation? You'll wake up in the morning and not even remember what it was about. Mm -hmm. 
The third is when you are really worked up and something emotional has happened. This psychologist said, when in conflict, the body often goes into fight or flight. Fight usually results in an elevated heart rate and increased distress hormones and an ability to think rationally. You cannot have a meaningful conversation, much less attempt problem problem solving when your body is in this state. If you recognize it, you need to find a way to self-soothe. Some people might go for a walk, take a shower, meditate, sleep, whatever it is. And if your anger has gotten the better of you, sleep may be in fact the best strategy for you to repair, especially if it's late at night. You know what I think also is important? To know who you are and how you work best dealing with conflict Mm. And and how your partner does too, because mm. that's going to be different for every individual, yeah, it's and it's true. going to be different for every couple. Yeah. So the way you and Ben solve your issues would be very different to how I would solve my issue if I had a boyfriend. Yeah, and the boyfriend after that, and the boyfriend after that. Mm. If you, you know, so and I think, they change depending on your relationship. So I think too. some kind of blanket rule is in like how you deal with conflict and what you should and shouldn't do. That's hard to get because you need to have a few arguments to get there. You need to realise what it takes. Have you ever had an argument that's not been solved so much where you sleep separately? Because I reckon that's the big, that's the one where people go, oh, like. I, and I also, that's funny that you say that. I actually thought about, because I was so kind of annoyed and I did want to go to sleep because I was so tired, I, um, I think I that I have had a few times where I've thought I've thought I wouldn't actually mind sleeping in another bed. See, right I've been now. the opposite in my relation in my past relationship. The only reason I would have slept on the couch is to prove a point because I would have been like I want you to know how angry I am and then the longer I would stay out there the angrier I would I would That's get. a really good point because I feel like in the past that would have been me. Yeah, that's but when me. I felt this in this relationship, I felt it because I felt this will be the best thing for me to calm down. Mm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't reckon. To go to sleep and kind of especially when there's something nice about the place when you find yourself and and I think that's helped whether it's a committed relationship, whether whatever it looks like for you. But for me, this whole marriage thing and knowing that that's locked down, you also don't, you've got no question that they're going to be walking out the door. They're going to be, you know, like if I sleep in this next room, I have to think about what it does to the relationship. But there's a different flexibility in me now where I'm like, what works for you? He's not going anywhere. You're mm, not going anywhere. Yeah, that sense of security. You're pretty locked and loaded. So yeah. let's just have a look at what's the best solution for these situations without thinking of all these rules because you still feel a little bit insecure as to where the relationship's I going. I was talking to a girlfriend recently about this and even from a friendship thing, she goes, she kept saying, she's like, remove yourself. And I'm like, fair point because we're told you know, like I think as humans too, we want everything neat in a bow, 360 degrees, done. I can wipe my hands of this. Okay, sorted. And she's like, and we were talking about this and she goes, I've learnt to walk away, walk away, girl, remove yourself. She's like, I can feel it rising up and part of me has been told by like, just get it sorted, have it out. Sometimes got to be messy before it gets clean, all that kind of stuff. That life... Life doesn't have to be in this 24-hour cycle where you have your relationship issues sorted by 10.30 p.m. at bedtime. And there you know, is, like, there's something different, I think, in that 
in that security. I didn't have that in my last one. So I was always like, shit, if I don't go back into the bed, it means something. It probably mm. means we're not going to get ever married or we're never, yeah. go- we're not going to have this or it means all this stuff. Now it doesn't fucking mean anything other than you've had an argument. What's the best, nicest way to approach this? That's all it has to mean. Mm. So now I'm not only looking at whether I take that off the list, as long as there's a fair, there's a good intention behind it. So to cool down, to calm down, as long as it's not exactly your point, it's not to prove a point or to make a statement. Yeah, I think as so. long as it comes from a good place, I'm going a step further and thinking, well, maybe it is a nice thing to have a spare bed and be able to separate if you need to. Mm. What about if you redefine or reword that rule to say something like, you know, I will or we will do our best yeah. at the end of the day to do what's, you know, after an argument, if we were to have one, to do, I vow to do what is best for that particular time, for that particular yeah. argument, to help diffuse as much as I can. Mm. Yeah, diffuse it. Because it, it might be sleeping on the couch. It's like what we always say how it's But like, it's true, isn't it? How, I get sick. But I, how, think, I, feel, I feel sick because there's such stigmas around But how it. action and intention can be very different. Yeah, yeah Like you yeah. can go to the gym seven days a week because you're punishing your body for eating chocolate cake. Mm. But you go to gym seven days a week because it makes you feel good. From Mm. the outer, Mm. they look the same. Mm. But internally, there's a different intention. You can sleep on the couch because you want to prove a point or you can sleep on the couch because it's what's best. And I think So from the outer, it's hard to put a do not sleep separately. But I think as well, exactly. And I think as well, before we wrap up, I'm learning about myself as this other person that hasn't been in a relationship before in a relationship so I did so much self-work on myself as a single person the last time I was in a relationship I was a very different person so now through this relationship I'm learning about the things I need and want Mm, and sometimes I still need that independence sometimes I need and I also know that I don't want a fighting I don't want to raise your voice house and I've had to work really hard at changing that so if it means for me to walk out for now and that means I can I can really achieve what I'm aiming for which is to keep things quite yeah, and calm. that might change then maybe the exactly then yeah. maybe for now it's it's more important for me to step out of the situation than it is for me to stay in there be angry and potentially raise my voice when that's kind of the thing I'm I'm really and I'm doing a good job I've got to say like mm. I've worked really hard on that because we want to have kids and I want to I really want to prove to myself that that goes before then so I've got it. I have a bit of a goal. Do you know what I mean? Like a mm, reason. Mm. But anyway, I would love, 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 love to hear about what you guys do in this scenario. Oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. We, yeah. L- let us know. We'll put something up on um, Facebook throughout the – maybe today. We'll put it mm. up today. The, this episode would have gone live in the morning. Mm. I'll make sure that we've got like a scheduled little – like a poll. And further, it's yeah, do you go you to do read. You, do you live – yeah. and do you, to read. Exactly. And everyone, do you live by this rule and maybe also – how do you guys approach your conflict? Yeah, it's in- really interesting. Mm, mm. Um, we love you guys. If you like this podcast, you can rate it, review it, share it with a mate. Um, yeah, there's so many more episodes too. If you've only jumped on board in the last couple of weeks or months, there's six years worth. Go back to <laughs> thinkergirls.com.au or on iTunes um, or yeah, your app, wherever you're listening to us. We now, hope you enjoyed uh, the chats this week. Apollo was such a stunning oh, interview. It was a little. It was done a little bit ago, but um, oh, God, we spoke to him for an hour off air as well. Oh, Went was on it forever? forever. 
forever, oh, forever. Stupid. I mean, I think we missed a meeting. I or think we, we wrapped him in the end. Yeah. Because we're like, bro, we've got close places to be. You're stunning, but also. Uh, wherever you are in the world, uh, whatever day you're listening, have a good day, have a good weekend, have a good week. We adore that you're here and we'll see you next week. Bye. love this podcast but you want to chat about it more make sure you go to the thinker girls on facebook uh, that's obviously us and insta because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you posse yes we want to know what you think posse so every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions plus we're on insta stories every damn day so you get to come along with us for this crazy tg ride yeah merce head to facebook instagram snapchat or even twitter to find us Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.